So this is the part where the theme music will be playing. We, yes, we don't have non-existent theme music. Right. We don't have any theme music yet, but hopefully by the time we, we put this on on air, we'll come up with some theme music. If you if you had a theme song, like you're you're gonna make a dramatic entrance somewhere, whether it's like onto a stage or into a professional wrestling arena. Um, <laughs> what, what what would your entrance music be? So, according to the uh, MySpace uh, quiz that I took Ooh. twenty years ago, wow! My theme song is "Walking on Sunshine." Okay, and okay, I can. Seem, it doesn't seem inappropriate for no, now. like yeah, I think I think that if it again if it weren't copyright infringement to to use walking <laughs> on sunshine uh for years i have used uh, a song called wake up by arcade fire as my uh if i have to enter somewhere which has happened very very few times um but yes nobody gets real excited about your entrance not enough to I plan mean, theme music we could try it at church uh it depends if it, when when things reopen, if we if we uh, are put still putting out a podcast, um, then then we can't. We'll we'll still have to go with whatever this background track that I've come up with. Uh, so we'll we'll see. I'll I'll send you an email. We should probably get started, shouldn't we? Yeah, probably. Yeah, that'd be best. So this is the Conversations podcast with First Baptist Church of Oregon City. I am Pastor John Witham. I am Melissa Mellinger. And we are not professionals at this. So um, we're I'm just so bad we're, at this. We're, we're going to, but we're trying. We're, we're trying yes. to do this. Uh, and I think this uh, in my, I made notes. I have notes in my field notes. Um, these are, Katie picked these out. It's her birthday. You printed off the ones that I typed up because I didn't want to send you a picture of my notes. And I appreciate uh, that. You are, you are welcome. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but we, we wanted to say a little bit about why we're doing this and, and what we're doing. Um, and that is that every, every week we have a, a staff meeting and uh, that staff meeting gets derailed by banter and, and conversation. And we thought, well, let's just have... A share share a conversation weekly with with people from uh, outside just the two of us so uh so we are we are here and uh just a, a little bit about about us uh, i am the the senior pastor lead pastor whatever you want to call it um, most people who are listening are going to know this i don't know why i feel the need to uh explain this um but uh, but yes, uh, that's that's my my position. But I, um, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> I don't know what else I was going to say there, but I am here. I am most definitely here. I'm not non-existent like one of the former young church members. <laughs> he exists now. Oh, good. He did. Yeah. He did want me to know that he had chosen to exist. So yes, yes. High school's a rough time for existence. Indeed, it is. And Melissa, you are the, the 
I am the director of worship and youth. That is it. That is a title. That is my title. My first professional ministry title, the first ministry title that I got paid to have was the interim coordinator of children and youth ministries. I mean, that is two lines on two lines on a resume. That's that, that was something, but so it's gotta be fun when you're filling out like forms and you have, you have to write out the entire title. I had to do that one time. I had to write out the, the entire, you know, give your ministry history. Oh, well, fortunately senior pastor is, is a lot shorter. So, Uh, well, today, Melissa, I, do you know why I am wearing my purple? I don't know if you can tell on the, the video with the lighting that this is my purple flannel. Oh, it is your purple plaid. It is my purple plaid. Do you know why I'm wearing my purple plaid today? Uh, isn't it purple for Lent? It is purple for Lent. Very good. You've been, you've been paying attention. I'm, I'm not just like babbling. I mean, I am and babbling. I, and I accidentally wore lavender. So there you, you go. Really- you did. And there's a, a lavender uh, or a llama behind you on a lavender background. There so is. nobody will see this unless we release the video, <laughs> which who knows. But uh, but yes, Lent is coming up. And I don't want to have to do that thing where where we try to pretend like we're recording this on Tuesday. This is going to come out on Tuesday, um, Ash Wednesday Eve. That's That's not really a thing. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> and, and children, children fall asleep, leaving gifts for the ashes fairy. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to think about what you leave for the ashes fairy. Well, it's got to be better than teeth. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yes, this is going to come out Tuesday. Uh, you're, li- you should be listening to this, uh, on or after Tuesday, February the 16th. Uh, 2021. Uh, we are recording this on a snowy Friday afternoon in uh, in Oregon. Well, I'm in Oregon City. Melissa is in an undisclosed location. Uh, My hidden bunker. Your hidden bunker really south have of any snow, <laughs> which surprises me. But anyway, well, we can't get off on that. So we're we're doing this on Tuesday, and tomorrow is Ash Wednesday. Uh, well, we're not, again, this is coming out on Tuesday. Tomorrow is Ash Wednesday. And uh, that begins the season of Lent. And you, you, hadn't been, you hadn't been familiar with Lent. No, we didn't really do much as a church with Lent. There was a devotional that came out about 10 to 15 years ago, but mm. that has stopped and... We I, I didn't grow up with Lent. It, it wasn't something, it was something I was vaguely aware of. Um, but then, then a few years ago, I, I remember the first time I heard about Lent, it was when I was in college. And uh, at the time, like my friends and I were going through this very, like, like this, this very kind of strict, um, kind of self-righteous phase, admittedly. Um, <laughs> so you're college so, students. <laughs> right. 
Right. And so when, when we were going through this, like you had to, like it, it had to be followed a very strict particular way and, and, and all of this. And then later on into my more adult adultish life, um, it became, I, the Holy spirit breathed life into it. And I, I hope through this and through, uh, what are our plans as a church for Lent this year, uh, as scaled back as they are? Um, I hope that maybe even for just one person, maybe even just for, for you, Melissa, that the Holy Spirit can breathe life into, uh, into a practice of Lent, uh, because it, it really can be a, a beautiful thing. But we're calling this, this last minute Lent because this is the last minute. You yeah. don't have much, you don't have much time left before Lent starts. If you are hearing my voice on Tuesday, the 16th of February, 2021. And if you're hearing it after that, you definitely don't have any time. You are behind. Yes, yes. you are now behind. <laughs> so just, just to get us started on on what is Lent historically, and I learned something today. I did not know this previously to when I was researching for this episode. Uh, Lent was first codified, whether it was practiced before that or not. We don't, we're not one hundred percent sure. At least in the sources that I used to to research this, uh, but it was first kind of set up in the Council of Nicaea in the year three twenty five. Um, so it goes back quite a ways into, into Christian history and you know, three within the first 300 years of, of Christian history, uh, after the, the resurrection, death, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus, that is. And it is a, it, there, there's so many forties in the Bible, um, Noah was on the ark for 40 days and 40 nights. Moses led the uh, Israelites through the wilderness for uh, 40 years. Uh, Elijah spent 40 days on Mount Oreb. And then um, you get to Jesus who spent 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness. Uh, and it's the, it's the summation of, of all of this. And all of these, these periods of 40 are come together in the person of Jesus. And, and that is what Lent is supposed to, um, that's what Lent is supposed to, to bring into our mind. And that's how we're supposed to practice it. This isn't when, when I say Lent, if you're listening to this and you are Roman Catholic, uh, Greek Orthodox, or any of the other Eastern Orthodoxes, uh, Methodist, Lutheran, Lent looks different for everybody else. And, um, and one of the, the weird joys of being a Baptist is there's not really a Baptist Lent. Um, this is just kind of how I've distilled it down to the basics. And so there, there will be some people who might listen to this and say, that's, that's not how we do Lent. Well, okay, we're, we're, we're doing our best here. Um, and so the, the, the purpose of doing it, besides it being something that the Holy Spirit uses to bring life into us, is to connect us to the worldwide 
body of Christ, the, the worldwide church, because there are people all around the world who are also going through, through Lent. So thoughts, questions, comments, anything at this point, <laughs> just to get me to shut up for a minute. No, see, because if you keep talking, then I don't have to talk because I, I literally <laughs> don't know anything about the history of Lent. Well, now, now you. <laughs> it's not well, and, and Baptists have sometimes have an aversion to things like this. Admittedly, we, you know, uh, Lent, Advent, even um, that's a little bit more common, I feel like. Um, Ash Wednesday, it, it, that's not really something that, that many Baptist churches do, uh, like on the regular, I know several Baptist churches that do, but then again, I'm a nerd and, and, and I pay attention to this sort of thing. Um, but I, I think anything we can do to, to bring us into fellowship with, uh, with other believers and break down these walls that we have sometimes put up historically to divide us uh, through spiritual practices, through the, the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, I think that can be really, uh, really helpful, really beneficial. Um, and so that's, that's why I kind of pay attention to things like this and and if it's not life-giving, then um, you, know, you, you try it and, and maybe it is and maybe it isn't. And maybe it's not at this particular moment in your life, but maybe in, you know, after a year of dealing with COVID, after a year of dealing with, with lockdown, um, after a, a year of, of everything that we've faced uh, in the past year, um, you know, maybe this is something that we need to, to look at as, as something that could bring life into us. Sure. So, so that's why, but um, okay. yeah. So we, we're, we're calling it last minute Lent and, and this kind of came from, uh, from something which isn't worth getting into within my own life and, and that we kind of talked about this past Wednesday. And then the idea for this, this podcast came, came together very quickly <laughs> um, to call it Last Minute Lent because one of the, tra the traditional thing, the most traditional thing that people associate with Lent is fasting. Mm -hmm. um, that's that's kind of what Lent is known for. I, I mean, you would have probably been able to tell me that. Yeah, you can't eat meat on Fridays. You have to eat fish. That's what I know about Lent. And, and that is for, for some people. Um, it's also one of the more, the more disagreed upon uh, practices in Lent that some people do, some people don't. Some people have days that you can't eat fish. Some people have days that you can't eat eat red meat. You know, whatever. Um, and and that is, I, I shouldn't say whatever. You know, I, I forgive me. Um, 
if that's your practice, that's, that's your practice. And that's, that's fine. Um, but in, in keeping with the, the 40 days and 40 nights uh, that Jesus spent in uh, the desert. And it's, I, I didn't mention this earlier. It's the 40 days leading up until Easter uh, beginning with Ash Wednesday. And it is 46 if you include the Sundays, um, but Sundays are considered feast days. They're, they're considered uh, days of, of rest, of, of getting together with the body of Christ. And so thus you, you can 40 days. 40 days. Yeah. Or 46 again, depending on, on what you feel. Um, but again, if we're, if we're looking to Jesus, if we're looking to Jesus's 40 days, if we are, are looking for it to be um, a time when, when we put our focus on what is it that stands between us and God, then fasting comes up naturally. And the reason for last minute Lent is, um, I think if you're going to do a fast, you have to approach it prayerfully. I'm not good at fasting. I will put that straight out here on the podcast for everybody to listen to. I am straight rubbish at fasting. No good. Well, and what do you mean by fasting? So, so by fasting, I mean to pick something. And, and again, going back to college, I, I knew a lot of people who would, would say, you know, I'm giving up chocolate for, for Lent, or I'm giving up soda for Lent. And, you know, that's the, that's, yes, that is a fast. You are not consuming soda or chocolate or coffee or caffeine uh, for 40 days uh, leading up to Easter or 46 with Sundays. And the purpose of fasting is not just to give something up, it's to take that time or that attention and to turn that over to God, to use it for prayer, to use it to pay attention to, your, to, to what God is doing in your neighborhood. It's, you know, if, if you really want to take, take a fast seriously, it's something that, that takes your time and your distraction away from Jesus. And we are, we are broken people who are made of, of flesh. And, uh, and we, the, the spirit of God lives in us, those of us who are, are called by the name of Jesus Christ. And, and so we are good, we are broken. But I, I think before we approach a fast, we have to approach it with prayer. Uh, and that's why, I, that's why I say this is last minute Lent, because if you're going to fast, you probably should have been praying about what you were going to uh, fast about uh, for, for a couple of weeks now or, or a week. And, and that's not to say that you couldn't still, you're just not doing it for 40 days and 40 nights. And so if you want to fast, uh, go ahead and fast. And I, I do have some ideas on some things people can fast from that are, are a little bit more. And I mean, if you're eating a lot of chocolate, like if you are, uh, <laughs> if, if, if you're like downing handfuls of chocolate, then maybe, maybe 
you, you gave me a jar of, uh, of dairy-free chocolate sauce. Um, you gave me two jars, actually. Um, yes. But only one of them says that people have been known to uh, hide the jar in the back of the refrigerator and eat it by the spoonful. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, I mean, if you're that level of chocoholic, that you're chocoholic, I can't believe that's in our first podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but if, if, you're, if you're on that level of eating chocolate, okay, maybe, maybe we need to talk about this. And, and it may be that you decide that you're going to fast for like a meal per day if you're healthy enough to do that. Um, you know, maybe, maybe lunch you, you fast from or breakfast. I, I don't know that I'd recommend breakfast necessarily uh, to fast from. Again, that's why I say this takes some preparation. This takes some, some prayer. Um, and, it, and it takes prayer to say, God, show me, um, show me what it is I need to fast from. Um, search me and show where this way of, of disobedience, this way of rebellion is within me, this, this place that I'm distracted. And that, that brings me to my next thing. So food, yes, you can fast from food. Um, but, but again, it doesn't it's, have to be food. No, it doesn't have to be food. We're not saying that, you know, Lent is for your new diet plan. Yes, thank you. That's actually in almost every resource I have on, on fasting. And also I didn't want people to freak out because when I hear fasting, I hear you just don't eat. Right. No, there's, and that's not there's a, either. no, no. I, I, again, going, going back to this college experience, I, I remember I had a friend and she, she said that she was going to live off of a, a piece of bread and like a whole lot of water um, with lemon juice in it. And, and she was diabetic and we were all saying like, like you, you phenomenally bad idea. Yes. Yes. This, it it was, and, and sure enough, guess where she ended up? Her doctor. (laughs) Yes. Uh, She went to her doctor and he said, you, you are, you are literally killing yourself. And so, yeah. Um, So yes, no, there's, there's a book. It is called, I'll, I'll mention it again at the end and we'll put it in the, the show notes. Um, it is called The Celebration of the Disciplines by Richard Foster. And there's a chapter, I think it's chapter four uh, on fasting. And, uh, and he goes through preparation for fasting. What is fasting? Should you consider fasting from food? Everything sure. like that. Um, so yeah, you're, you're right to point out not, not food unless you're really prepared for it and you're in good health. Um, you know, especially if you're diabetic, that can Mm -hmm. be a little dangerous. Uh, yeah. Something that takes away our attention sports and and now uh now as they they have said as some people have said uh i've heard people in churches say over the years uh now you've gone from 
from preaching to meddling. Um, <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I feel I'm a little bit safer saying that now that uh, the, the NFL season has wrapped up and <laughs> now the and, Super Bowl's over and it's a while before the next playoffs. Yes. And there's no, there's no college uh, football, although March Madness, if they're going to, if they're going to do, I don't, I haven't heard. I live outside of a world where college basketball exists, apparently, because um, I haven't heard anything about it. Um, and, you know, you being the, the all-star sports fan that you are. <laughs> hey, I like baseball, but that doesn't start until April, so... They, well, okay, so so that works oh, yeah. out. That does work out. I mean, and spring trainings, like, don't get me wrong. I, I, yeah. I if you're starved for baseball, spring training is 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 okay to watch, but it's not great. No, not I great. have my box set of the Boston Red Sox uh, 2004 World. It's a start for baseball. There you go. Uh, Yes. So um, sports is something that can distract us. And it is something that can very seriously divide people. Um, and, and if it is something that you are more dedicated to your sports than you are to, uh, to paying attention to your faith in Jesus, to spending time with Jesus and spending time attending to what God is doing uh, in the world around you and, and, um, and in God's word, then I would say maybe, maybe a sports fast is something that's worth considering. A um, couple other ideas to get through, because I, I, I have three, three other big ideas that I want to hit uh, in the, the time that we have after this. Um, commenting on Facebook posts or, or even, even considering posting, like not posting on Facebook, fasting, fasting from posting on Facebook. Or even reading Facebook. Yes. Facebook is one of those things that's difficult now to, at least for people of a certain age, um, to, to fast from because there are people that I exclusively get a hold of through Facebook Messenger. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know, I don't know other ways to get a hold of them through Facebook other than Facebook Messenger. Um, but yeah, if you if you find yourself in 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 commentaries and or comment threads and arguments and and heated conversations on Facebook, maybe that's something to, to try giving up for 40 days and offering that time that you would be arguing, offering that to God. Um, this, this, this also, this next one, like food comes with a caveat, um, is online shopping. And the, the, the disclaimer is I know lots of people right now are using, uh, like the Fred Meyer and Safeway and, <clears throat> some of these these services like uh, Instacart, I don't know if you've heard of this one, and 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 all of this to get groceries during the pandemic. Um, and so I'm not meaning this type of online shopping. I mean the type of online shopping that you do 
when you're bored, when you're, when you're lonely, when you're angry, um, that sort of thing uh, that you use just to fill time. Well, why do you need to fill that time with shopping? Why do you feel, feel the need to fill that time with consuming? Um, you know, I can't think of a thing that I have, have bought out of, um, in, in the, the 12 step programs, they call it halt, hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. Um, I can't think of anything that I've bought when I have been in any of those four categories that was really like uh, a worthwhile life-changing purchase. Um, usually it's just, well, pencils and notebooks to tell you the truth. <laughs> yeah. um, Yarn and jewelry. Yeah. And when you're, when you're not going out of your house that much, what's the point of the jewelry? <laughs> Um, you, you've got to make yourself feel good sometimes, but the point, the point being, if, if we're using, if we're using shopping to fill something empty within us, that emptiness isn't going to be satisfied until we, we fill that with Jesus Christ. Um, but then here's one, uh, I'm, I'm going to drop a big one on, on some people, the news. Oof the news go 40 days 40 days 40 nights go without the news turn it off and i'm not just saying like like go to just skimming headlines i'm saying like shut it down no no tv no internet like if if you hear something you know okay fine whatever like if you walk past a newspaper stand don't like recoil in in horror <laughs> as if it's raiders of the lost ark and you've just seen the ark of the covenant um well how many newsstands do you think we have in Oregon city i walk by 3 on a regular basis 3 okay i don't mean like the new york city newsstands <laughs> Okay, we don't have any newsstands with like an urchin child standing outside on a on a wooden crate yelling extra extra read all about it mayor embroiled in controversy Al Capone is out of control I don't know where this I don't know where this child is from either or when (laughs) the last time I saw an actual newsstand was Harvard Square in Boston 15 years ago. I generally meant like the, the, the newspaper boxes where you like open the thing and sometimes you have to give it money and then you open the thing and, and there's this weird thing to recoil from. I don't know. I, they don't have, I, it's, it's a weekly newspaper here. People think you were a little odd. Yes, that's true. It's a weekly newspaper here in Oregon city. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, there's there's the when you walk into the um, uh, the grocery store, sometimes there's that there's that thing in newspapers there on your right, um, and so so yeah. But I'm not saying like, or if you're in a waiting room, you know, and they've got the news on, like it is what it is. But if you're choosing to from a from a place of anxiety or from a place of loneliness or fear. If you are, or, or like, and I don't think anybody consumes the news out of a place of hatred, but I think the news can fuel 
hatred and fear of people who are other or, or people who are different than us. Um, well, and like when something happens, people just scroll through the news on whatever object they've got. They call it doom scrolling. Yes. Because you're just looking for something bad that's happening. Yeah. And, and there's, there's nothing that's constructive about mm -hmm. that. And so I'm not saying that it's, it's too late to do a fast for, over, for any of these things. Um, will you be able to do the whole 40 days? I mean, I guess you've technically got a six-day buffer um, kind of built in there. But, but I would encourage anyone who's considering fasting, pray about it. Pray about it, find out what it is, because the thing that I might pick out might be, not be the thing that God wants me to fast from. The thing that I think is pulling my attention away might not be the thing. And I would say, if you've got a, a mature Christian friend um, or maybe a pastor that you wanted to talk this over with, because sometimes... Sometimes I'm, I'm really good at telling myself what I want to hear. And sometimes, at least for me, God speaks through uh, people who are, you know, people that are, are, have come into my life to speak truth into my life in, in gentle, loving, and, and frequently firm ways. <laughs> um, and so, so pray over it. If you've got somebody... Uh, that you can talk it over with, um, do it, talk it over with them, um, and then and then consider where God is leading you to fast. If this is something that you think that God is leading you to do, um, and it, even if you think it's not something that God's leading you to do, pray over it anyway, because I would never like I I would not want to sit here and say I feel like God is leading me to fast because I don't like fasting. I'm not good at it. <laughs> So I've talked a lot. Do you have any thoughts here before we move on to, to the last, the last three? I, I don't, I was, I was just thinking, you know, if you get to choose what you fast from, my husband might say, let's fast from Brussels sprouts. <laughs> so maybe, yeah, pray about it. Cause God's not going to tell you to fast from Brussels sprouts. Yes. Yes. Now I have a different idea. And that is it, it, kind of the other side of the coin. And again, I think before you would start any and add any of these, the other idea is to add a spiritual practice, add something to your life. And, and somebody could say, you know, John, if you're going to add something to your life, shouldn't you take away something, um, so that you're not just like cramming your day full and setting yourself up for failure. Well, yeah, maybe. Um, but there, there is plenty of time in my day that, that I could cut uh, or add, add something to uh, that would not constitute a fast or a dramatic change. Um, so, but I would still say, pray over this, talk with somebody about it. And again, I, th I think the purpose is, is 
to offer this part of ourselves over to Jesus, not just to, to be doing something for the sake of doing something. Um, and, and so to add a spiritual practice, I have, I have three that, that I have kind of thought of that I think are ones that if you've never practiced a, a spiritual practice before, they're kind of easier. They're, they don't, prayer is a discipline. Spiritual practices are a discipline. And it's, yes, anybody can pray. It, it, it is as, as simple as saying, Lord, help me. That's a prayer. But on the other hand, if, if you say, you know, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to pray for an hour a day, the first 90 seconds are going to be great. And then the other 58 minutes and 30 seconds, um, you may have a really tough time. And, and I know the whole, through, through Christ, we can do all things. And through the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit can do things within us that are beyond our, what we think our capabilities are. But we also have to be realistic and admit that we're human. And you don't, uh, when you are two days old, um, you don't just start like literally, you don't just jump on up on two feet and go, well, done with that diaper stuff. Let's go to work. I'm a nuclear physicist, baby. Um, that would be terrifying. Um, and so it, it's kind of the same scenario when we're followers of Jesus is, is if we, we learn to pray, we learn to read scripture, we learn to submit our lives to uh, the Lordship and authority of Christ. And, uh, and so to that point, there are some spiritual practices and, and ways of praying that, that are, are better to, to get us out into the water. Um, yeah. I have two or three more analogies, but we'll, we'll save those for a different time. One of them involves steak. Should have gone with that one instead of the whole baby thing, steak. But there is a book. I'm going to hold. I'm going to hold it up here on video, and then I'm going to tell you what the book is because otherwise you will not be able to know what it is. And it is called the Spiritual Disciplines Handbook by Adele Alberg Calhoun, and not that Adele from the radio. Um, uh, this is Adele Alberg Calhoun. Again, we'll put the name of it. Uh, in the, the show notes. Uh, and it has, it is a book full. It's called Spiritual Disciplines Handbook Practices That Transform Us. Um, and I, I can't recommend it enough. I've learned uh, so much from it uh, and, and continually refer to it. Uh, this is how much I, I cherish this book is when we uh, went to the coast when the wildfires were uh, when they gave the, the yellow evacuation notice um, here in, in Oregon City, when we went to the coast and we had packed up some things that were valuable and meaningful to us, this was one of the books that I took. So there you go. The first thing, and this is going to be our church's main kind of focus through Lent. Uh, every Sunday, there's going to be uh, one of these in the worship service is breathing prayer. And is there anything that is 
is more natural to us than breathing? No. No, no. I mean, that that was <laughs> kind of a for an answer there. <laughs> I don't know. You, you could have that could have been some banter about heartbeat. I don't know, but um, but when when we're having trouble breathing, it's terrifying. Like when you get a chunk of steak cut in your throat, um, bringing steak back into it. Um, <laughs> also, I've done that, and it is terrifying. Have you? Yes, I was almost killed by a ribeye. Like in the choking sense, not in the cholesterol sense. Right. My cholesterol is fine, but yeah, almost choked wow. to death on a ribeye. Okay. Well, so there <laughs> you go. Uh, if you talk, to, talk to Melissa for more harrowing stories of losing your breath. Um, now you know. <laughs> the more you know. Um, I, we can't, I can't put the official soundbite in for that because I'm pretty sure that's trademarked as well. But our breath, you read, you read Genesis and, and breath is given to us by God. God breathes life into Adam and Eve. And uh, in, in the, at the end of the book of John, uh, Jesus breathes on his disciples and says, receive the Holy Spirit. And our breath, it's, it's something that we just do involuntarily until you think about how am I breathing and then you're like, <gasps> and it, and it feels, it feels strange. Uh, and as strange as that sounded, um, but when, what breathing prayer is, is it is a way to pray without ceasing. And it's a way to just kind of train our bodies and our minds to pray together as we're going throughout our day. Uh, and so a breathing prayer can be as easy as, uh, on the inhale, saying, Lord Jesus, and as we exhale, help me. Um, or uh, you inhale and you say, Jesus is Lord, and you exhale and you say, worry is not, or uh, anger is not, fear is not. And it's, it's not a, like from Seinfeld, serenity now sort of a thing, Um but it is a way that we connect our, our bodies and our spirits, uh, the spirit of God together as we go throughout our day. And, and so that's, that's breathing prayer. Um, there, the possibilities are endless. Um, I was at a, a, a spiritual retreat one time and the leader um, would say, breathe in Christ and uh, we were supposed to breathe out whatever it is that we were struggling with or, or something that had frustrated us or uh, hatred of an enemy, um, that sort of thing. And so that's what breathing prayer can do. That's what breathing prayer can be. Uh, and like I said, this, the Sundays of Lent, we're going to have breathing prayer. It's, it's going to be in there. Um, you, you'll, you'll go through it. Um, it, will, it will be two or three times through the same breathing prayer uh, every week. So that's what we call foreshadowing or, or coming attractions. Like when we all used to go to the movies. Oh, the movies. Yeah. 
and your that that your feet would stick to the floor anyway. Um, yeah. But in a good way. Yes. Yes. Uh, another another thing, another pr- spiritual practice you could add is praying the Psalms. And this has been done for centuries. The, the Psalms were uh, a songbook. They're a prayer book. Uh, this is how they've been used. Um, Jesus from the cross, uh, when he shouted, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Well, that's Psalm 22. Um, he's, he is uttering a Psalm. Um, and, and when he said, uh, into your hands, I commend my spirit. That is Psalm 30, 30, I think, don't quote me on that. Um, so the Psalms have, have been prayers for a very, very long time. Um, and, uh, and we can pray them too. Instead of just reading through a Psalm, like blam, like getting through a Psalm to get through it, read it slowly, read it prayerfully, see what jumps out at you on the page. What, what makes a difference in, in the way that you're thinking about this, what, what changes as you read this slowly? Um, that would be a, a prayerful way of, of reading through a psalm. Um, and there, you may not resonate with, with, every, uh, with every line of every psalm. And the psalms are, are some of the most honest emotion the emotionally most emotionally honest writings in the bible and they are offered to a god who's big enough to handle our emotions and so there's there's some big feelings big feelings that get dropped in there so one thing we used to do in youth group was we would stop and pray that God would lead us to the scripture that we needed right now. And then we would all open up to a random place in Psalms and read it. And it was almost always exactly what that person needed to hear. And, and the, the Holy spirit pulls things, (laughs) pulls things through (laughs) like that. And we can't explain it. And we don't, it, it defies logic, but there we are. So mm-hmm. praying the Psalms. The, the last one is, is clearly, it will, as you'll see, will clearly be the most complicated, uh, the, the most complex of all of these. But it's called devotional scripture reading. Um, it's a Latin, in, in Latin, it's Lectio Divina or divine reading. Um, and before... Before we, most people could read, before we had um, printed Bibles or seven or eight printed Bibles lying around each of our houses, um, it was a way for scripture to get into people by repetition, by prayer, um, and beyond just learning scripture, it was a way for, it, it is a way for us to connect scripture and prayer with ourselves. And, and, and in the whole process, offering it to a living God. Um, it has five movements. 
the first one is silence. Um, and, and silence, you don't skip it. If you're, if you're going to do Lectio Divina, Divina, don't skip the first part, don't skip the last part, and go slow through the other three parts. Silence can make us uncomfortable, especially if you are a, a jittery, energetic person like me um, who, who doesn't like silence. But at the same time, um, when we have so much noise going on, sometimes it's, it's nice to just be still and know that God is God. And so, so take some time in silence, meet God in silence, and then take a small chunk of scripture. Take, take something from the life of Jesus. Take something from the gospels. Start there. Take something from, from Jesus and just a, a little chunk. You, you, you're, no one's going to give you a, a, a sticker or a gold star for getting through a big chunk. But just take a, take a piece of scripture uh, or a parable or, uh, or a miracle of Jesus and read it slowly and, and take note of what you notice and, and what you think and what you feel as this is happening as you're reading this and read it out loud. If you can, I mean, if you can't, that's fine. But if you can read it out loud and go through it once. And then the second time you read it through is called meditation and, and read it slowly and think about the words that kind of climb out of, of the page at you and the, the portions of it that really, jump out at you uh, that that you're that something there's something about what is going on in the life of Jesus or in this parable or in this miracle that that you know you need to respond to um, and then the third the third time that you read it through so you've had just reading it through you've had meditating then you pray on it and there's things that came out at you you spend time with God saying, why is this jumping out at me? What are, what, what am I, why is this resonating with me? Why is your spirit pointing this out to me? And then the last step is contemplation and you close your Bible and it can involve prayer. It can involve thought. It can involve just sitting and thinking about what, what God has been doing. And by the time you get done, the idea is that you have this scripture that you can take with you and meditate on throughout the rest of the day and, and contemplate and, and kind of turn over in your mind. And so those are, those are three, uh, breath, breathing prayer, praying the Psalms, uh, devotional scripture reading or Lectio Divina. Those are three things that you can add rather than fast from something. Um, if, you, if you had not previously before listening to this, given a thought to Lent. Um, so any thoughts, Melissa, any, any questions, any, any pushback, any? Uh... I will say breathing prayer is one of my favorite things. I love it. It's very soothing and calming and just trying to get out 
what I need to get out to God in one breath, just one breath at a time is so helpful when I'm anxious. Yeah. And that's, that's when I tend to turn to it too, is when I'm anxious or worried. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a lot harder when I'm angry. <laughs> well, you breathe faster then. <laughs> right. Right. But, it, but when, when you're angry, you want to be angry and you don't want to take the time to like breathe in slowly. And, and, but again, it, it brings you back into the, to the, the presence of Christ. And makes you less angry. Yes. And forces you to consider why it is that, that you're angry. Yes. God doesn't have a problem with us being angry, but it's, it's uh, always an opportunity to ask, why has this thing made us angry? But that's, that's a different podcast. <laughs> that's not for today. Yeah, I know. We need to put that on a list of, of other podcasts we can, we can dig into. But um, I think that's, that's all we really have, uh, have time for today as far as uh, Lent, last minute Lent. I did want to, to drop a few details on Ash Wednesday, which is tomorrow and what we've got coming up. Uh, we're going to be releasing a, a podcast worship service. This is how we have been worshiping through the COVID-19 pandemic. It is a podcast. Um, it will have an Ash Wednesday is a day that we remember that we are dust, uh, that apart from God, um, we are, are lifeless, that it is that is the spirit of God that gives us life and that we rely on God for everything that we need and everything that we are. Uh, And that's the the purpose of Ash Wednesday. And usually uh, we take ashes on our foreheads to signify that and our sorrow over sin. Um, But this year is a, a, we're in a different time. And so we're, we're not imposing ashes this year. Um, If you have ashes at home and and you want to, to do that, go for it. You know, my blessings to you. Um, but we'll have some music and we will have, um, we'll have music and we'll have uh, a message. We'll have scripture readings. Uh, so yeah, that will be our Ash Wednesday service. And then starting the week after, uh, every Wednesday at noon, we're going to be on a community uh, Lenten Zoom Wednesdays at noon, and that will be uh, beginning the 24th of, of February. Um, our week is the everybody takes a turn. Our week is March the 10th. Yeah. So that's when you can come see us on Zoom. Details on that are in the Friday email that you receive if you are a. Uh, uh, I, I was going to say a member of First Baptist Church, but let me say that if. <laughs> It's in the Friday email that you receive if you're one of the people who receives the Friday email. <laughs> and if you're one not those... and you would like to be, email us. One of those lucky, lucky recipients. So, um, yes. But that's all I have for today. Melissa, uh, thank you for, for joining me today. Sure, sure. And uh, may the grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And we will talk to you the next time we do one of these podcasts.